and uh, this morning's message is going to be uh, titled cling to the altar cling to the altar and uh, uh, cling to the anchor sorry cling to the anchor oh, oh from the time corona hit india and all over the world uh, there are many uh, you know whatsapp messages that comes around uh, telling us uh, this is a simple flu and nothing to worry and uh, there are many people who listen to that and have got into trouble but one thing made uh, me wonder why okay uh, and how come this simple flu uh, can come and cause so much damage to uh, mankind especially in advanced countries like usa europe and uh, when my family was afflicted with the corona we immediately got admitted and uh, uh, in a hospital and uh, then sought medical care and attention and over a period of time realized to a large extent that uh, this is not as simple as uh, many tell you know there's something more something more deeper uh, it's a mystery it's a, it's a dangerous one uh, today many people upload uh, their teachings and messages on youtube facebook and it goods it is good in one way it is very good in one way uh, but at the same time um, it is uh, it's quite a uh, dangerous one because uh, many of them uh, upload uh, teachings uh, uh, and teachings and preachings uh, which are, does not really fall in line with what the word of god really means you know what the word of god says what the, the word of god means and the, also the focus is missing the focus is missing we think of miracles we think of uh, you know receiving from god and we and we, we keep aside the miracle worker we keep aside the miracle worker as i grow older and study god's word and learn from god's word i'm able to identify my own mistakes my shortcomings uh, in, and the blunders that are committed in the way i have studied understood god's word and uh, taught god's word and also on the other other side there are books that uh, tell us very clearly um, how uh, to handle certain things especially stress or finance and other things there are books that tell us and people run to these books to receive guidance uh, and on some to some extent it's that's fine uh, uh, different people uh, you know uh, are in different uh, type of negative situation now as the year comes to a close and uh, do not know how to face the new year that is going to come up and uh, when they look back they are able they are not able to realize uh, that you uh, know uh, that things have gone bad and uh, they they have uh, done blunders and mistakes uh, or uh, they have not uh, uh, lived up to the mark that god wanted uh, and uh, let that uh, be aside but on the on the most important thing is in the midst of all the challenges that this world has faced uh, we find the people have come most of the people have come to a place where the world is uh, perplexed okay uh, they are afraid then uh, they are terrified frightened downcast shocked sad death staring so easily at everyone hopeless situation some of them are troubled doubt has risen doubtful confusion has come into their midst and uh, this is not just uh, what is happening in the world but uh, we also know it has hit many christian homes christian families many ministers home uh, people who preach the gospel pastors home in so many different ways uh, and uh, this is what we are at present 
but thank and praise God we are not left like that. And this morning, I hope and I believe that this message will minister to all of us and help us to cling to the altar. And we are no different from the disciples after the death of Jesus. As the year comes uh, to an end, what is our situation? What is your situation? What is our present condition now? In case maybe your condition is good, our, some of us, our conditions are good. We are living in and uh, we have come uh, fairly uh, uncapped and uh, you know, safe, uh, very good. Praise God for that. But at the same time, we should realize uh, that uh, these things that I mentioned about, you know, uh, being in great perplexity, being afraid or terrified, getting shocked and you know, hopeless and troubles can come suddenly. And uh, you know that uh, Job was living a wonderful life, a, pray, a life that was pleasing to God, uh, but he suddenly become bankrupt and uh, he started to really live in pain. And he started to live in agony, loneliness, and people began to uh, mistake him and people began to accuse him. And uh, you find uh, that uh, these things uh, can come to anybody in this world. And God has placed the life of Job as an example for all of us. I'm not a pessimist, but at the same time, I want to be very careful that uh, we have a hope. At the same time, we also have challenges in, in this world. And recently, uh, the Statista Research uh, Department on December 7th, uh, 2020, uh, stated people between the ages of 15 and 19 were most impacted by the coronavirus or COVID-19 lockdown in India between April and July 2020. In terms of job loss, those aged between 29, uh, 25 and 29 old alone accounted for 46% of all the job losses in India. 46% of job losses, and uh, that is for people, young people between 25 and 29. And uh, when we uh, see these, uh, surely fear grips many people's heart. And uh, today's uh, text, I'm going to uh, use uh, Luke chapter 24, and it tells the story of the disciples, the story of the disciples where they were who are in a similar situation the world is in today. Uh, they were greatly perplexed. That's what the Bible says. They were afraid. They were terrified. They were frightened, downcast, shocked, uh, sad, uh, dead. Uh, can you wait uh, for the video? I can play later. Thank you. And uh, you find uh, that uh, this is the condition of the world. And the disciples were facing the same thing. And... Uh, uh, how did what did what happened to them? First thing, confusion. They were in utter confusion after Jesus died. Jesus promised them such a wonderful uh, ministry of future, but suddenly they find that the Savior, the, the God who came uh, to redeem them, the Messiah, they thought through Him they would rule. Uh, the, they would rule the Romans. That they would put down the Romans. Uh, and the Bible says in Luke chapter twenty-four and verse four, as and it happened. And they were greatly perplexed about this. You know, what happened to them? What happened? Their condition after what they normally experienced was not there. Uh, the body of Jesus was missing. The stone was rolled away and the body of Jesus was missing there. And uh, they were perplexed. And the Bible says they were greatly perplexed, puzzled, not knowing what to do. And not knowing which way to turn in dire state. Who will help us? Who will give us information? And if you read verse 5, the Bible tells us they were afraid and they were bowed down, they bowed down their faces to the earth. 
They bowed on their faces to the earth. They were terrified. Verse 37 says they were terrified and frightened. Look at the words that's used here. They were greatly perplexed, afraid, bowed on to their faces to the earth. They were terrified, frightened. It means they were full of fear and uh, they were terrified. They were afraid. They don't know what to do. Fear paralysis our minds from thinking right and meaningfully and panic sets in. And that was the condition of the disciples. And uh, looking back at verse 5, the Bible says that their faces were bowed down. And verse 12, it says uh, they began to marvel among marvel to themselves. They were wondering uh, what was happening. You know, all the news they were seeing about the body of Jesus missing, uh, they were marveling, uh, marveling what, uh, what was happening. In fact, it was almost like a, like a mockery. And the Bible says in verse 17, they were sad. They were sad. And uh, verse 20 says uh, their vocabulary was centered around uh, crucifixion and death. Not about uh, resurrection and hope, but crucifixion and death. If you read that chapter carefully, you will realize. And uh, they all went on to say in verse 21, we were hoping that it was he who would save Israel. You know, all hope was gone. Uh, they thought that Messiah would save Israel and now he's dead and gone. And uh, they were in a hopeless condition. It's almost three days and the hope has vanished. And then they were saying in verse 22, some women came and astonished us with their words, saying that, uh, that Jesus is risen and they were not believing it. Unbelief filled their hearts and verse 25, they were foolish and slow of heart. Jesus came and uh, told them, oh, you are foolish and slow of heart to believe all that has been said. Sometimes in the midst of adversary, we talk and do things or react so foolishly and uh, later regret in life. Uh, why did we say that? Why did we do that? And, the, and the, the disciples were in such a condition. And verse 38, the Bible says they were troubled and doubtful. They were troubled and doubtful. This was the mental state and the body language and the distress the disciples were in after the death of Jesus. They were with Christ so long and they've seen some tremendous work of God, the way God worked through the life of Jesus, the ministry of Jesus the healings that took place, the deliverances people received, the demons that was cast out, and uh, the winds and the waves that obeyed him when he commanded them. He made uh, dead to rise up. He fed the multitudes uh, with just few loaves of bread and few fish. And they were so excited when Jesus was alive. But now, all, all hope is gone. All hope is gone. Many of us, as we come to a close, can look back and in the world we know our friends, our relatives and some of our, the people known to us are living in such hopeless condition. And this is not only things that happen to the disciples as they said, it can happen to any of us anytime. It can come, challenges can come. And a year started well for many, a very promising career was before many people and suddenly hurdles have come. People have started to sell their homes on on at a distressed rate because they're not they wanted to clear their loans and businesses are at a loss health at an all-time low spiritually somewhere high and now because of so many things that have happened they've called they've lost connection with god and uh, you know besetting sins are settling sometimes we, we are faced with the challenge of our children's future Sometimes you may be praying for a life partner and nothing has happened until now. 
Maybe your future looks gloomy and the disciple hit the lowest part in their life. The lowest area, the lowest part of their life, the disciples entered. And we know that on December 26, 2004, tsunami hit India and some of the East Asian countries suddenly they found the water receding into the sea and then coming back with ferocious violence, uh, waves are running into several uh, meters high and killing people. The Bible tells us in Psalm 24 and verse 10, the heart knows its own bitterness. The heart knows its own bitterness. God knows that our heart knows its own bitterness. That's why the psalmist, the, 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 the person, the wise man recorded this proverb in Psalm 34 and verse 19. Uh, the psalmist said, many are the afflictions of the righteous. And in Matthew 26, 38, Jesus said that Jesus went through my soul with overwhelming sorrow to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. Job suffered so much and he could, all that he could recollect was the golden years and the golden relationship he had with God. And John, uh, uh, David said in Psalm 40 and verse 12, for troubles without number surround me. My sins are overtaking me and I cannot see. They are more than the hairs of my head and my heart fails within me. My dear brother, my dear sister, praise God. The story of the disciples did not end with those negative scenarios. And because it did not end with them, in a negative scenario, I wanted to tell you that in the midst of confusion, you and I have an hope. I wanted to say again that you and I have hope as you face 2021, as you and I face as children of God, I can assure you that we do have hope. Those people were in utter confusion. They were in, they were in darkness, let's put it that way, rightly. They were in darkness. And Corrington Boom was a, a lady who was put into a Nazi camp and she went through a lot of torture. Her own sister died and everything was dark for her. But praise God, she was released later and she wrote like this, worst may happen to a Christian and praise God, she did not end there, but she said, but the best is yet to come. The best is yet to come. I wanted to assure you, 2021, whatever be the challenges you and I may face, physically, spiritually, materially, emotionally, in relationships, I can tell you because Jesus lives, you and I can face those challenges and the best is yet to come. Look at the disciples. They suddenly became cheerful. You read Luke chapter 24, verse 50 to 53. If you read, the Bible tells us, he led them out as far as Bethany and he lifted his hands and blessed them. Verse 51, now it came to pass while he blessed them that he was parted from them and carried up into heaven. And this is important. The disciples worshipped him and they returned to Jerusalem with great joy and were continually in the temple praising and blessing God.
praising and blessing God. That is the life of the disciples. Look at them. Before this event, something else is recorded in John's Gospel. The Bible says in John chapter 21, verse 3, it says, uh, Peter said, I am going a fishing. And all the disciples said, yes, we go with you. They given up everything on the ministry. They were just going back. And uh, sometimes one negative reaction can create negative sequence of negative reactions. Peter was negative. He said, I'm going fishing. And all the others said, now we also go with you. But now everything has changed. Luke chapter 24, 50 to 53, everything has changed for them. I wanted to assure you, whatever be the troubles, struggles, pain, loneliness, dejection, rejection, hopelessness, and even death is not the last stage for a Christian. Do not lose heart as you enter this new year, as you face this last uh, Sunday of the year. Search your hearts. Search your hearts. Is it any besetting sin? Tell you. Anything that has really tormented you, anything that has put you to fear and anxiety. You are anxiously waiting how things will turn out in the future. I wanted to assure you, don't be the, like the disciples giving up. They gave up, but God did not give up on them. I want to assure you, God will not give up on you. He wanted to hold your hand. He wanted to transform you. And he wants to lift you out. Verse 52, the Bible says, uh, they worship, that means uh, they, I, I go down on my knees. I don't, I go down on my knees to worship. But that's what it means. They return to Jerusalem with great joy. In the beginning, they were greatly perplexed. That's what, that's how the word started. They were greatly perplexed. Now, they are with great joy. What a transformation. Jerusalem was the place where Jesus was crucified. All the evil things took place there. All the harmful and horrific things. And the disciples were going back to Jerusalem because Jesus said, go back. I will do something. And they were going, and the, and, uh, the Disciples went back to Jerusalem. Actually, earlier they were going from Jerusalem to Emmaus, Emmaus, but now they're going back to Jerusalem. They said, no, we'll go back and face the challenges. And now with confidence, they're returning back to Jerusalem. They're returning back to Jerusalem with courage and cheerfulness. They returned to the temple praising and blessing God. That's what the Bible tells us. They went to the temple and they were praising and worshipping God. The chief priests in the temple condemned Jesus to death. But the disciples go back there with the same courage, with cheerfulness, with confidence. They saw his violent death on the cross and now they are seeing him alive, but glorified and being carried up into heaven. The beauty of Christian life is when there is fear, confusion, uncertainty, trouble, there is an assurance of joy, hope, courage, peace, and future. What transformed them? What transformed them? Jesus brought them to a new understanding first before revealing his supernatural nature. He very carefully led them to the truth. That's very important. You and I, when we have a problem, when we have a struggle, we want to get out of that immediately. But there is something else 
miracles that God wants to do in you and me, which is more precious than getting us out of the trouble. Getting us out of the trouble is our aim, is our desire. But God's desire, yes, is to get us out of the trouble, but through the trouble, he wanted to do something, and that's what he did in the life of the disciples. How did he captivate their hearts? They were confusion. They were, they were cowards. Now their minds are clear and their hearts are made cheerful and captivated by the master. They were not confusion and loss. And toward the end, they were cheerful worshipping. They were with great joy, praising and blessing God. They said to one another, did not our heart burn within us while he talked with us by the way and while he opened to us the scriptures. On one side there was confusion and the end we find they became very cheerful, confident and courageous. The transformation that took place was Jesus opened to them their scriptures. The hearts burned within them. With the scripture as they were reading, this was what the this was the testimony. This was the testimony, verse 32. It was the testimony of our heart burned. They were telling with each other, did not our heart burn within us? Why we talked with the why he talked with us, by the way, and we opened to us the scriptures. Instead of doing something supernatural, he begins to work in their hearts. Scriptures always offer hope and strength. As we come to the close of this year, I wanted to ask all of us and search our hearts, what is the importance we gave to God's word this year? We want problems to be solved. We want cheerfulness. We want future. We want hope. Fine. God says, my son, my daughter, I'll take care of that. But he wants to ask you and me this question. What did we do with the scriptures this year. Paul said, we have the mind of Christ. It is only possible through the scriptures, through the word that God has given to me. What will you know about a person if you do not communicate with that person or if that person does not communicate to you anything about him or her? God wants to communicate to you and me about himself through the scripture. And he has an answer for every situation, every crisis, and every challenge that comes away. And all scriptures will captivate our hearts. Allow the scriptures to captivate your heart. While in confusion, learn to go to the scriptures. Ask God to, to speak to you, reveal what he's doing in your heart and mind. If I start telling my own experiences. It will take a long time. I'm sure that many of you may have experiences, but at the same time, we forget like the disciples. Disciples had the experiences. They heard him preach and teach, but they forgot when a crucial moment in their ministry and life appeared. I wanted to encourage all of us, go to the scriptures and uh, 2020 has proved that most of the prophecies that was given in the beginning year have, full, have failed and proved to be wrong and you find that Christ walked with the discouraged disciples and gently opened the scriptures to them. Christ wants to walk 
in our life's journey of struggles, pain, doubts, sorrows, uncertainties, and even successes too. Not just walk in comfort, but to go beyond to build our inner man. He wants to work beyond, you know, just walking. He wants to transform us. He wants to change you and me. If you and I can learn to go to scriptures, to know what God wants to speak to us, it will greatly benefit our hearts. The psalmist said in verse 80, uh, Psalm 85 and verse 8, he said, I will hear what God, the Lord, will speak. I will hear, I will learn, I will wait, I will go. For he will speak peace to his people and to his saints. Let them not turn to folly. He will speak peace to your heart and my heart. He may not transform the condition, situation immediately. But he will bring us to a place where we will see everything in a proper, proper perspective. That's what happened to the disciples. And verse 13 starts like this. Now behold, that's how it starts. Now behold, in one of the translations, designed to focus our attention on an important lesson to be gleaned from what follows in the actions of the two disciples. In retreat and arrival of the risen Savior came along to minister to them. It wants to, the, the, the writer wants to teach us something to further describe the nature of the conversation. Luke say, uses the word they were discussing. The disciples were discussing. You know, it's like almost like, you know, maybe even an argument or maybe, you know, putting this side and that side of the argument. That's what the disciples were doing. And, uh, uh, and you find that they were examining together by discussion quite clearly in the discipline point and perplexity over the turn of event they were looking for answers they wanted to understand they were searching that's what was happening to them they were not just vaguely uh, talking but they wanted to go into the scriptures to know what is happening it is the same word used in mark chapter 9 verse 10 and they seized upon that statement discussing with one another what the rising from the dead might mean. When Jesus was alive, when Jesus said, I'm going to die and rise again, they were discussing and trying to learn the same thing was used here. Right when they were discussing and talking, the most important person draws closer to them. And Jesus was the one they were discussing about and he opens the scriptures clearly to them. This growth into understanding was done through the scriptures. Through the scriptures. We, may, we wanted to grow big. 2021. Maybe in our careers. Higher education. Maybe in our investments. In our jobs. Let that be. Yes. Be an important part of our life. It's not unimportant. It's good. But do not leave aside to grow in God's word. The scriptures will help us to grow and the Holy Spirit will help us to grow in God. Psalm, in verse 25, 
the Bible addresses them and says, Oh, foolish ones and slow of heart to believe in all that the prophets have spoken. Are we like the disciples, foolish and slow of heart to believe, to understand of all Jesus has spoken? Verse 27, then beginning, the Bible said, beginning with Moses and with all the prophets, he explained. That means he expounded to them the things concerning himself in all the scriptures. I remember one pastor said, Old Testament is not for us. I don't understand what he meant, but even that very statement is wrong. Old Testament is very important for you and me. Whole Bible is for us. And Jesus said in John chapter 5 and verse 39, search the scriptures and in them you have eternal life and they which testify of me. And you find in Luke chapter 24 and verse 45, and he opened their understanding that they may comprehend the scriptures. He opened the scriptures and then he expounds the scriptures because the scripture tells about him. And then the Bible says, he opens the understanding that they may comprehend the scriptures. I wish I have that experience every time I open my Bible. That Spirit of God begins to teach me, open the scriptures, expound the scriptures, make me understand what the scriptures says and help me to comprehend what the scripture says. I want to pray that prayer of blessing for you. If you have neglected the scripture, the God was constantly waiting to speak to you. If you have neglected it, this message is not about how we can overcome troubles. Yes, we can overcome troubles. Scriptures help us. But more than that is to know Jesus of the scriptures. Have you made an attempt to know this Jesus of the scriptures? Once they knew the truth, the truth set them free. They were greatly perplexed, I repeat. They were afraid, they were terrified, they were downcast, they were shocked, they were sad. Death was staring at them so easily. Hopeless condition, troubled, doubtful, confusion. Now they had great joy, they were worshipping, they were praising God and blessing God and also that drew them to the temple to be in the presence of God continuously. That's what scriptures can do. Draw us into the presence of God. They went into the temple again, a temple where the chief priest condemned Jesus. The people who condemned Jesus were there, but they go back there with courage, cheerfulness, confidence, and their lives are changed they were having a promise of a wonderful life. And Jesus promised them and said, I give you the promise of the Father. Wait for me in Jerusalem. That's what he said. So they go back to wait for the promise. To receive all that Jesus has said. There was a man called Gypsy Smith. He was an evangelist. He died. And if I'm right, I think he was the one in his ministry. Our late Reverend Dr. Billy Graham, the great man of God accepted Jesus as his personal savior if I'm right and this is Gypsy Smith told a man uh, who said that I don't find any inspiration from the scriptures I've gone through it several times and Gypsy Smith looked at him and said 
maybe you went through the scriptures several times, but now you all have the scriptures to go through you. You allow the scriptures, you allow to go through you and you will, it will make a lot of difference. It will be a different story altogether for you. Cling to the scriptures because that's going to be the anchor. Cling to the anchor, cling to the scriptures. And whatever be the confusion, whatever be the challenges, you will see cheerfulness filling our heart. The Bible is about the person and work of Christ. It is filled with him and him alone. He is the spirit of prophecy and the heart of the Bible. Spirit of prophecy and the heart of the Bible. Point, scripture points us to him as God's answer and provision for man's need, deepest need, questions and problems. Through expressions where God wants to point us to Christ and seeks to enhance or walk with him because he's everyone's need. He wants to focus us to Christ during our times of struggle. Let that experience be yours to get attached to Christ, to attach to his word. He is word of God who became flesh and dwelt among us. We can then go to the word to see Jesus which in turn means to see God's and man's salvation and sanctification. But these men have failed to grasp the full message of the scriptures of the Old Testament regarding Christ. And Christ has to point them to the scriptures so that their lives will change. And uh, one author says, of the short 40 days Jesus was alive on the earth after the resurrection, the Lord spent an entire afternoon ministering the word to these two men. The disciples were going from Jerusalem to Emmaus. Does this not show us that the concern and priority of the Savior is for us to know him through the scriptures? Ministering to the two men, that is Christ. Today, many wanting to minister to a large, large people and only then some of them are satisfied. May we be happy to share with one or two people. And Jesus took time to be with these two people to share God's word. He wants to prove to you and me, you and I are so important. Individually, we are important. He wants to talk to you and me. He wants to lead us to the fullness that he has kept for you and me. He loves to reveal himself during difficult times. Ordinary times, the suffering times, and the times when you face trial. And when you and I can see Jesus during those moments, that will be wonderful. And that's possible only through the scriptures. From a life of bitterness to a heart that was burning for Christ. They were bitter, everything is gone. But Jesus transformed them and made them to burn for Christ. All this Jesus did using the scriptures. Cling to the scriptures as anchor of your entire life. There was a little boy who lost his way and he was standing on a street corner and crying. Then a man came up to him, looked at him and asked the little boy why he was crying and said, I lost my way. I don't know my way home. And uh, 
this elderly man, this man began to speak to the little boy and said, do you live, is your house near that bakery? He said, no, is your house near the school, such and such and school? He said, no. He told him, is it near the post office? Is it near this hospital? He said, no. Then finally exhausted, this man looked at him and looked at the little boy and said, you know that church with that cross in the front, that huge cross in the front, is your home there? And the little boy's face brightened up. He said, take me to the cross and I will find my way home. Take me to the cross and I will find my way home. Yes, my dear brother, my dear sister, if you and I can come to the scripture, if you and I can allow the Holy Spirit to take us to the scriptures, we will find our way out from every challenge into the hands of our everlasting Father. And I was recently, Captain Joe sent one uh, interesting thing so that we could finish the Bible and the whole New Testament in 40 days. And I started, but I couldn't do it because of different struggles that came my way, uh, you know, just before I left uh, India to come for my son's wedding. And then here, on 13th December, I began to go through and find out that there are 1,189 chapters in the Bible. Total number of chapters in the Bible, 1,189. If you and I can start reading 10 chapters per day and uh, meditating even a small portion in these 10 chapters, I'll tell you that he greatly transform our life. Not only that, within less than 120 days, we will finish the entire Bible. We will finish the entire Bible, reading the entire Bible, and we'll become very familiar with the story. Within three sittings, within a year, we would have finished three times. I'm not talking about a record of reading. I'm not meaning that. I'm mentioning that meditating even on a small portion out of the 10 chapters we read in a, in a day, you can, you can divide that. Maybe two chapters in the morning, two chapters uh, or three chapters in the afternoon, two chapters in the evening. Yes, we, may, we will be busy, but if we can find some time, will really help us. 1,189. I wanted to encourage you, my dear brother, my dear sister. Let the Spirit of God take us to the scriptures and we will find a way to the Savior. And that's what he wants as we close this year. He's telling us, my son, my daughter, the whole year you had been busy, 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 fine. But now come to me. I want to reveal myself to you. May at this end of this year, you experience this life. May I experience this life. Let's look to God in prayer.